Welcome to Ride Around the Road, the creative podcast that helps you get those pesky voices out of your head and onto the page. And remember, it's the journey that matters. And welcome to another episode of Ride Around the Road. Today we're off to California and we seem to find ourselves over there a few times, don't we, everyone? I'd like to welcome the beautiful Bella Andre. Uh, good morning, Bella. Thank you. Now, okay, now the introduction to Bella goes something like this, everybody. She's a New York's New York Times, US Today, Publishers Weekly and Wall Street Journal best-selling author. To me, she is the author of the wonderful uh, Sullivan series and she's got a new one coming out. So I'd really like to start there, Bella. If you haven't heard of Bella, everybody, uh, she is... Probably, I've heard the word icon uh, banded oh. around in the indie publishing world and and she is right up there at the top. Uh, Bella, your new novel coming out, tell us all about Harry. Well, it's called Every Time We Fall in Love and um, it's the fourth New York Sullivan. I have eight San Francisco Sullivans and then I have five Seattle Sullivans and then this is the New York Sullivan branch of which there's four. And we're moving on to the main Sullivan's next. There's seven of those. So we're finishing up the New York Sullivan's. And um, this has been a really fun book for me. Harry is a university professor uh, of medieval history. So he's your, um, I've never written like the hot geek with glasses before. So that was really fun to write him. Um, and essentially, it's an, I've never written this plot before either where the book opens there's a knock on his door and there's a 15 year old girl on his doorstep and she says, I think I'm your daughter. So that was really, really fun for me. It was definitely a challenge. I've never written a story where one of my characters finds out their parents. So um, I just really enjoyed the whole process and I'm really pleased with the book. Yeah. Now everybody, the reason I've got Bella on is because Bella is coming out to Australia later this month. Now, we're so excited. She'll be in Sydney at a place called Kitty Hawk, which I don't know where it is, everybody, but I'm sure you can look it up. She'll be here later on in the year, and then she's off to the New Zealand uh, Romance Writers Conference. So that's why we are obsessed with all things romance this week. And uh, the thing that excites me is that... Bella is the is an entrepreneur of the indie publishing world, and when I was researching you, Bella, your marketing is absolutely amazing. So, as far as marketing goes, you started. You were a one man show at the start, weren't you? You did it all yourself. Yes, all of it. <laughs> Yeah. Now that's not that's not an easy gig when you're when you're writing at the pace that Bella writes, and we'll move on to that subject in a minute because that's another amazing thing. Uh, but right now, you as a as an independent author, you're no longer uh, writing alone. I'm sure. I'm sure you've got a huge team around you. Uh, but it, back in those early days, how did you manage to be as prolific as you are, plus uh, do the marketing that's required to to get you in in the face of readers? That's a good question. I mean, you know, me and some of my friends who started, you know, kind of earlier with the indie publishing, you know, we always joke, we were out there making fire with sticks. I mean, there was no support anywhere for us. And 
the, the platforms were so new with all the retailers that we were actually so deep in the trenches and in there, you know, every day we were finding all the bugs, uh, you know, so it was constant conversation with, you know, whichever retailer like, Oh, found this bug today. Oh, found, you know, so they were like, Oh, this is great. Thanks. <laughs> but it was just, you know, I, I always joke that it was like, until you've been that far in the trenches and had that much mud on you. Right. You really don't, you really don't know the lay of the land. And so honestly, I am very grateful to have had the opportunity to be in there when I had to learn absolutely everything myself. Um, and I had to be able to do everything myself. Um, I think there's something really, really empowering about that. Not that I'm necessarily advocating that to anybody now, like, oh, do it all yourself. But there is a real magic to that. I think once you realize you, you, you learn skills you never knew you had, like, I was like, oh, I have to make a cover. And I had always thought, I'm not a visually, like, I don't understand graphic design. I don't know how to do any of that. And, you know, I made my first cover on PC paint. I, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to get, how to get it to shrink down enough that I could see the whole cover at all at one time. And so I was like laying in one massive letter at a time for the thing. And I mean, but you get it done and you figure it out. And then, you know, as time went on and I was like, Oh, I should really actually learn how to do this a little more. I got GIMP and GIMP was free. I didn't have to pay for Photoshop. And I actually still use GIMP to this day to make my covers. Um, and and I, I ended up, I think, learning about myself that nobody was as good at creating my brand than I was, right? Like, I think that as writers and creators, I think that we have quite clear visions for ourselves. And so that kind of ended up being something where it was like, oh, you know what, I'm good at making covers. I'm good at expressing my brand and the point of what it is that my stories uh, visually. So if I hadn't been in a position, if I could have hired a cover designer, it's not that my covers probably wouldn't have been great, but I think I wouldn't have that deep set, deep rooted sense of ownership over my brand that I created very painstakingly, you know, by myself. So anyway, long-winded answer to get to the point that um, I worked around the clock. I mean, that's the answer. So for the first five or six years, um, I would say I probably worked 20, 22 hours a day. I mean, it was, which is not something sustainable. It was very much startup hours. Um, and I don't work that much now, which is great. Um, I still work quite a bit. Most people think I, I'm like, oh, I'm hardly working. And then my friends are like, no, you're still working more than most people. But, um, you know, for me, it's like, oh, I've taken so much time off now. It's so great. But uh, yeah, I worked really, really hard. And I think I, you know, I always feel like when people sort of, a lot of people come now and sort of like, well, what's the magic bullet? What's the magic potion? Just give me the answer. And I'm like, well, you know, honestly, the answer is work really hard for a long time. And then hopefully you've built up a fan base and a backlist that sort of wants to see what you have next. And so then if you keep writing, you'll keep filling that void that the readers, you know, have where they want new books from you. So that's the long answer. Now, the long answer, everybody, uh, <laughs> I, I knew about this interview a couple of months ago and I just downloaded a Sullivan book and I don't even know why I chose a Sullivan book. I could have also chosen the Morrison oh. book or a Maverick Billionaire, but sure, I chose the sure. Sullivan uh, and I think I'm up to about book number 15 now. And <laughs> I love it. Oh, yay. Hooray. Yeah. And, and everybody, they, you pick up 
you pick up a love for the characters, you pick up a love for the community. Uh, this thing about writing series, it's not so much as a series, is you've built this world and you've built this community and we want to know about every one of them and we want to know everything about every one of them. So Harry's coming yeah. out in a couple of weeks and I'm going, okay, got to buy Harry. Um, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, as, as well as being a prolific writer, you, you've managed to create this world that the rest of us are going, well, hurry up, hurry up. Um, you would let your readers down, I think, if you stopped. Well, and, you know, thank you. That's, that's very sweet of you. And I'm so glad that you've got hooked by my Sullivans and that you care about them as much as I do, you know. Um, you know, because people are, I'm like, what, they're not real? No, of course they are. Come on, you know. Um, and, yeah, you know, I have no plans to stop. I, like I said, you know, I, I, I will be releasing the first of the seven main Sullivans next spring. So I'll start writing. Uh, the first main Sullivan soon. I'm going to do a very special novella that I, a little secret novella I haven't told anyone that'll come out in the fall. Um, a little reunion novella of sorts, which will be fun. And then the first main Sullivan, but I'm, I'm also sort of simultaneously working on the whole European branch of Sullivan. So that's very exciting um, where the grandparents were related. So uh, very excited about that. No, you know, I mean, I've always said this, I've said this from the beginning, but I do, I plan on writing the Sullivans forever. And for really two good reasons. One, I think there'd be a lot of upset people out there if I didn't. But honestly, like even the bigger reason is I love it. I love it. Every book is a new adventure to me and every set of characters, you know, I have created a world and a family and every new hero and heroine is a new journey for me. And so you know, I know a lot of writers are like, oh, I get bored. But honestly, I don't understand that. I don't even understand the idea of getting bored by it. I'm endlessly fascinated with every new book and every new set of characters. Yeah. And a death knell for any writer, everybody, is if you're bored with it, you can automatically assume that your, your reader's going to be as well. So that's that's a dangerous track to go down, I think. Uh, and I'm, I'm sitting here watching Bella talk, everyone, and she's just mm. glowing and she's animated and she's exciting. And I'm guessing you get to have to go to Europe a lot to research these books. As well. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. No, that's part of, that's part of the grind. <laughs> yeah. So don't everybody... Um, there will be a few Australian um, books coming out, I'm assuming, as Bella traipses through Aussie and land. Yeah? I'm sure. You know, you're inevitably, I think, really inspired by... I mean, that's, the, I think, the most important thing. You know, all those years when I was working a million hours, that was really good. But I think it's been good, too, to kind of be able to take some more time and go out into the world and experience the world because it's going out there that inspires you for all the stories that kind of come next. And so um, I'm definitely very inspired by the places that I've been traveling to and, and the people I've been meeting. Yeah. And something that interests me, and I've just thought of it and it's completely off track, but since you started writing, people change, times change. As you said, right. the, the indie publishing world has changed, but so right. have our young people coming through. They're digitally savvy. They're, they're right. quick. They're fast paced. Uh, they, they expect a different kind of read, don't they? There's no longer these long, ambling, romantic, uh, Daphne du Maurier type things. You've really got to keep it moving, haven't you? Well, you know, yes and no. I, I, it's funny because as a reader, I sort of am a long rambling book reader right I, you know I mean this is how things go right so for me it's like ooh, you know a 
800 page saga, <laughs> multi-generational, like that's, yeah, I just really sink my teeth into that. It's not what comes naturally to me to write though. Uh, although again, I'm inspired by everything I read. I, I love reading. I'm a huge reader. I just finished two different books actually between last night and this morning, you know, read as a reader. So I'm a big, big reader. Um, but the, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely agree with the idea that I think that the somewhere between like, I don't know, like maybe 30, 35,000 words and 90,000 words, you can, you're going to be able to find a readership somewhere in there. Um, and so my Sullivan's all, except the novellas. So the full length Sullivan's all fall somewhere between, you know, 70,000 and like 90,000. And the novellas and then my Lucy Kevin books usually fall somewhere between 20 and 35,000. So um, those are kind of the two lengths that I'm comfortable writing in. And the books kind of fall. I think once you, you know, I've written enough books, you don't even really have to think about it. It's not like there's a lot of planning, but it's like almost when you're thinking about the story, you have a sense for, well, this is the story that fits in there. And then it sort of magically ends up at that word count, I think, you know, yeah. and it feels like a satisfying read. Yeah. And you know yourself when you're writing, I'm guessing after yeah. the number of books that you've yeah. got out, that yeah. it's short, yeah. short uh, and you've got to, you've got to tell the story in, in, right. in the detail that it needs. Uh, yeah. Uh, you did mention very quickly there, and I haven't mentioned it um, because Bella is so prolific. She does have a pseudonym, uh, Lucy King, and she writes the Walker Island series and the War Weddings and Four Weddings and a Fiasco. So I haven't gone there as yet. Now, with all, all this writing going on, you're currently celebrating uh, seven million books. <laughs> yes, which is great. Yeah. Now your readers um, benefited from that. You you had a big um, celebration and you gave away a few, few things. Uh, mm-hmm. What happens now? What happens for the next 7 million? Oh, the next 7 million. Well, that'll be exciting. Uh, I don't know. Give away a castle or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we've t- touched on marketing a little bit. Uh, your international rights are doing very, very well. Uh, did you instigate all that yourself or have you got someone handling that for you? So I do have a foreign agent who negotiates my foreign licensing. Um, however, in Germany and then with some of my titles in France, I actually um, hire my own translation team. I have a great team. So in Germany, everything now is being done by my translation team and I am self-publishing in Germany. Um, and I am putting out a new book in German every six weeks. So that is very exciting, and um, the books are doing extremely well there, and uh, couldn't be more excited about that. Oh, and I do have I do have two books that um, Amazon Crossing did to to my Morrison's, and that was that's been good. So that came out at the beginning of this year. So yeah, no, it's been good, and I'm really pleased. I had tried to get into the translation space earlier. Um, about 2012, 2013, and it was a big mess and I lost a lot of money, but I learned a lot from the experience and vowed I wouldn't do it again until I could do it right. So it took me almost three years to put all the pieces into place so I could do it well. And now I'm just really enjoying, um, being basically a German language publisher as well as English language has been really great. Yeah. Now everybody we've talked 
um, before about um, Joanna Penn uh, certainly getting into this area as well and saying that there are early difficulties and, and how you have to manage that. Uh, now, you're making it all sound very easy, but as you said, three years and a lot of hard work and a lot of business savvy, I'm guessing. Um, but anybody, if you yeah. scroll through, uh, I guess, Bella's website, which is absolutely amazing and beautiful, and her book covers, which she's done herself, I, I just okay. assumed you would hire that out. I have no idea how you have the time. Um, you, you'll really start to see why, why these books are so engaging. And even in the foreign languages, my eyes are drawn and, and I stopped and I read, I thought, oh, this is, this is in the wrong language. Sorry about that. Uh, and then I won't go again. So, you can learn a lot from other authors, everybody, by just watching and seeing. And I thoroughly recommend that you go to the experts and, and the top of our indie field. And we're talking uh, with Bella here today and, and your friends with Barbara Freethy and mm -hmm. Marie Force and Joanna mm -hmm. Penn. The, these guys all all started out where we are, but they didn't say, oh, it's too crowded and it's too hard and the indie market's closed. You just kept going and you slogged through the hard times, didn't you? Yes. I mean, uh, we had hard times, you know, all of us, it's funny, you know, and, and everybody with such a community and people actually don't know this, but Marie force was one of my critique partners on the first six Sullivan's and, um, which was, you know, fantastic. And, um, another author named Sarah McLean who writes, um, Regency historicals was my, critique partner and the person I bounced off, um, I think, uh, through maybe the first 10 Sullivan's, you know, and you just kind of, and then Jacinda Wilder, who writes new adult, like stepped in and was my critique partner on, um, you know, the next couple of Sullivan's and you kind of look back and I mean, it's like everybody was kind of there for each other. Like, yeah, you know, what can I help with? And you know, had a lot of conversations over the years with various authors who, you know, were thinking of coming out of the traditional space and had done very, very well in the traditional space. And were like, oh, you know, trying to, do I switch over? What do I do? And, you know, very frank conversations about numbers and money and time. And um, I just think it's such a great community and everybody is so willing to get in with each other and help and share information. And, and, um, I mean, we couldn't be part of a nicer community. It's just, it's been such a privilege to be a part of it. Yeah. And, and your community is very, very generous with the rest of us coming along behind. Um, but one thing that I, I've really learned from you guys, and I think I'm in jo one of Joanna Penn's, uh, creative freedom courses. And the thing that really comes across is it's not, our place to say, oh, gee, we want to be um, critique partners with uh, Bella Andre and Marie Force. We need to be creating our own communities, don't we? And we need to be um, working with our own peers. And so I think the saying is rising ship, we all rise together. And I'm noticing the peers that I work with, we're all at the same level and we're sort of all going along together. Do you find that? Do you find that so many aspiring authors go, oh, no, I just want to be like them and I want to go straight to the top? Yet there's a lot of people at our own level who can help us. Right. Well, I think that's human nature, right? I mean, you're like, again, kind of goes back to the magic bullet or that, you know, that there's must be some magic answer and there's not, you know, get together, form a nice community, um, you know, share information, help one another. And then really, honestly, inevitably, like all of you will rise together. It's, it's, that's just absolutely, absolutely true. I, 
you know, when I think of everybody who I started with, you know, everybody has done really well. The only people who haven't done well are the ones who have quit. Yeah. And, and you that's, never know. that's it. Yeah. And you never know the day you quit could be the day before yeah. you get successful. Is that correct? Yeah. Because it's, you know, you kind of, it, I think when you look back at a career or your path that you're on your journey and there's all these sort of like moments that you couldn't have predicted would happen. Um, but, but if you just keep working and you keep the faith and like, I always say, you have to block out the white noise and you have to put your blinders on and you have to stay focused, then good things will happen. And, you know, not just for me, but everybody that I know who's done that, good things happen. Good things happen to people who are focused and determined and love what they do. Yeah, I, I love that, everyone. Good things happen. I think that's wonderful. And one of the, um, the common threads that through my research and through what you're telling me now is there is no silver bullet and that one of the pieces of advice for writers that you have on your website is that you err on the side of writing and you leave yeah. a lot of the social media and, as you, I think you just called it white noise, to other people. Right. right. I, um, I am more than most uh, a very... You know, although I, I think a lot of people have like heard Marie Force, you know, say this over the years too. It's like, write the next book, work on the next book. I think the more frustrated we get, like by things, the more you go, look, here's what I can control. I can control one thing, hopefully. That one thing I control is sitting down, writing my book, um, feeling good about the books that I'm writing, keep doing that. And if you start to, I mean, it's good to pay, it's good to pay attention. Always pay attention do your research. Um, but, uh, like I'll give an, I'll give a little story to sort of illustrate this. So, um, I have been working, you know, closely with Amazon for quite a while because again, like I got started pretty soon after the Kindle came out and, you know, you're almost like chief bug fix, you know, bug noticer at a certain point. And anyway, and, um, I was on a call, I, you know, this might've even been a couple of years with, um, one of the, one of the lovely people over there, um, at Amazon and, you know, and she just sort of said, how's it going? And, and I was like, Oh my God, you know, couldn't be better. Like just, just writing and just having a really good time. And you know, just not worrying about anything, just enjoying, you know, my books and my, my readers and everything. And she said to me in that phone call that I was the only person she had spoken to in a year who was relaxed. And the only person she had spoken to in a year who was just feeling positive and not worrying about things. And I think that we underestimate the amount of time, creative time and creative energy that we lose when we get just super anxious and worried and we worry about worry, 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 like about, well, what if this happens? What if that? And which is not to take away from, I think it's great that people are like whistleblowing, you know, that's great. But like, let yourself let yourself kind of, again, there's a lot of white noise. And why are you doing this? You're doing this hopefully because you love writing and you love books and try to err on the side of that, of, of if you have only so much energy and so much time to give, give it to the thing that you love doing and have hope <laughs> that it's going to really work out well. 
Yeah, and that, I'm I'm going to stop it there, everybody, because I don't think we could get any better advice from from Bella. Now I, I've got dozens more questions to ask, uh, yeah. but I think I think you've hit, got it in a nutshell, haven't you? It's it's about the writing, and I think we lose we do lose focus of of that at the end of the day. Um, everyone, if you haven't had your notepads out, you should have. Um, <laughs> I certainly had mine. Uh, now we can take more advantage of Bella. I love it. We can take advantage of your generosity. Oh. Uh, now you're only having the one appearance in Sydney, is that correct? Yes, so I'll be in Sydney on July 24th at 6 p.m. I think the restaurant's called Kitty Hawk. And then I'll be at the New Zealand Romance Writers Conference, um, which I think the dates are August uh, like 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, uh, something like that. And um, I'll be doing, I think, at least two workshops. Um, one of them is an Ask Me Anything, which I always was very much like this kind of format, but can be very specific. Like, talk to me about, you know, how you, exactly how you enter the German market, you know, and what are the steps for that, you know. Um, so that's good. And then giving a talk uh, at that. So that will be in August. Yeah, and, and it's uh, bellaandre.com? Yes, bellaandre.com, and you can find me, obviously, Facebook, Twitter, all yeah. the usual places. Yeah, now go and have a look, everybody. I learned so much just through uh, scrolling through Bella's beautiful, beautiful website. I had no idea that you did your own covers. They're absolutely amazing. Uh, now the rest of us are madly being advised to put our <laughs> covers out here, there, and everywhere. Uh, congratulations on everything that that you've achieved and one day I'll say I knew that lady um even if she was famous um that's it from Rudder on the Road and hopefully I'll get to see you in New Zealand next month great thank you so much great to meet you okay that's it from Rudder on the Road 